Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. This morning, I want to just take a few minutes to share with you uh, a word that's on my heart. I truly believe, uh, you know, after spending time with the Lord and asking Him what He would want to say to this church on this Sunday, uh, that God truly has a word for us from His heart that I hope will be a blessing to you. Now, I've titled this, this message today, Pursuing a Life of Holiness. Pursuing a Life of Holiness. And this is probably not going to be one of those messages where you uh, shout me down and it's an amen and hallelujah. Uh, as a matter of fact, it'd probably be a good idea, Lisa, if you go ahead and get my car cranked up right now. And uh, No, I'm just kidding. Pursuing a Life of Holiness. That's God's desire for all of us. You know that, right? To pursue a life of holiness. Let me ask you this question. By a show of hands in this place today, how many of you have ever heard of this man, Dr. Billy Graham? Just raise your hand. I know everybody has. It's like every hand up in here. Everybody has heard of Dr. Billy Graham. We all know from the North Carolina area, raised on a dairy farm, but used in such a mighty and powerful way Uh, over the years that he lived here on this earth to minister to people and to reach souls for Christ. Uh, You know, we all know that he was one of the greatest preachers and evangelists of all time. He was definitely what we know as America's pastor. He was definitely America's pastor. But listen, there was a secret to uh, Dr. Billy Graham's ministry, what made it so powerful and and, and so anointed that God could use him. And and I want to share with you that secret that, that, was so, that made his ministry so powerful. If you've ever read any of the books about his life, you can capture some things that he really had a heart for that really launched him off to be used mightily by God. One of the stories that I read in a book shared about how early on in Dr. Billy Graham's ministry, he and a handful of pastors uh, they, they locked themselves away in a hotel room in the beautiful state of Florida. They had locked themselves away in this hotel room, just Pastor, I mean, uh, Dr. Graham and other pastors, and they began to seek the face of God. They began to seek the presence of God. That's all they wanted. No distractions around them. They were seeking the face of God in prayer. And the testimony that came out of this event here that took place in that hotel room by one of those pastors, he said that while they were in that hotel room just calling out and crying out to God for more of him and his presence, that uh, Dr. Billy Graham spoke up in that prayer time and he began to cry out. And his cry was, I long to be a holy man. I long to be a holy man. I long to be a holy man. And that was his cry. That was his heart to be a holy man. You see, Dr. Billy Graham, he was, he was pursuing a life of holiness. And the question this morning is, are, are we pursuing a life of holiness? Are we, as God's people, are we pursuing a life of holiness? Do you long to be a holy man? Do you long to be a holy woman? Do you long for holiness? Do you have a desire to live a holy life? 
God has a desire for you to live a holy life. You open up the word this morning to Leviticus chapter 11. I'm going to be sharing with you two powerful scriptures. One is in the Old Testament. One is the New Testament. In Leviticus chapter 11, I'll begin to uh, share with you. This is a book here that's themed all the way through with the, uh, the heart of holiness, the hunger for holiness. And God is speaking through Moses here. And listen to what the Lord says to his people. He says in verse 44 through 45 of Leviticus 11, he says, I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy. Do not make yourselves unclean by any creature that moves about on the ground. Verse 45, I am the Lord who brought you up out of Egypt. Be your God. Therefore, say therefore, therefore be holy because I am holy. And then we come over to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 13 through 19. Before I read these passages to you, I want to just remind you, here is Peter and he's speaking to God's people and he's encouraging them and he's exhorting them that as you live in these last days, he speaks to the followers of Christ. He says, as you live in these last days and you anticipate the return of Jesus Christ, you ought to live holy lives, pleasing unto God. So Peter begins to exhort them and encourage them that they are to live holy in the last days. And then it goes on to say here in verse 13, Therefore, Peter says, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed or when Jesus comes back. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. And then Peter takes them all the way back to Leviticus. He takes them all the way back to what I just read to you. And he says, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. And since you call on a father who judges each man's works impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. You do realize that we're just pilgrims passing through, right? He says, live as strangers here in reverent fear for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers but with the precious blood of Christ a lamb that was without blemish or defect let us pray Father God thank you for your word God I just thank you that your word is a two edged sword it cuts deep down to the very marrow of our bones God and I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you would just move in this time together, that your word, we know it will never return void. So we're praying, God, that there would be a fruitful work for everyone that's here as the word of God is being proclaimed. I trust your anointing, God. Anoint every ear, every heart. Anoint me, Lord, and give me the strength to be able to preach it in a way, God, that would be simple and easy to understand. I pray it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pursuing a life of holiness. Pursuing a life of holiness. What, what does holiness mean? Well, let me give you a few words that will describe holiness. Holiness means to be blameless. Holiness means purity. 
Uh, holiness means to be set apart uh, for the work of God. It means to be separated from the things of this world. And now you're separated to live a life that is pleasing unto God. It's a word that means, that you see in the Bible, that means sanctified, which means uh, holy or, or set apart. So holiness is being blameless and pure and set apart and separated and sanctified. One of the very core values of our church is that we prayerfully value holiness. I don't know if you realize it or saw it this morning or not, but when you whip right in here to the parking lot, there was a church sign out there that said, Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. So we prayerfully value holiness. And the reason that we prayerfully value holiness is because Almighty God values holiness. And God's people should value holiness. We should be people who value holiness in our life. The late great preacher, Adrian Rogers, said this at one time in his life. He says that we're living in a day when God's people are interested in salvation but not sanctification. He says we're living in a day when people are interested in heaven but not in holiness. He says we're living in a day when people are hungry for more power of God but not hungry for purity from God. And some of you may feel that way today. I can already look right now on the uh, look of some of your faces and I can see, well, I can, Pastor, you need to come up with the times. This is 2021. This message about holiness is kind of out of touch and it's kind of out of date. Well, let me inform you, friend, that holiness is revealed to us from the Word of God, that God valued it back in the Leviticus and God values holiness the day that we live in right now. Hallelujah. And listen, every follower, every follower of Jesus Christ, we should be pursuing a life of holiness. Every one of us, we should be pursuing a life of holiness. You know why? Well, the very first reason why is we pursue holiness because God requires it. God requires it. It's not a, it's not a suggestion. He requires it. Peter here, in the passage I just read to you, he was reminding these followers of Christ that we pursue holiness because it's God's character and it's God's command. The Bible says we are required to be holy because God is holy. If you were to read in Revelation chapter 4, you don't have to look there now, but John the Revelator, he gave us a picture in uh, chapter 4 of Revelation of what it's going to be like when we, uh, how worship is going to be in heaven. And he describes these, these creatures that are going to uh, be around the, the throne there. And they're going to be crying out. The Bible says day and night they're going to be crying out. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. They're going to be crying out. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The one who was, the one who is, and the one who is to come. They're going to be crying that out, friend. You know why? Because God is holy. He's holy. His character is holy. And he commands us to be holy. He requires his people to be holy. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 3, it says it's God's will that you should be sanctified. In other words, you could say it's God's will that you would be purified. It's God's will that you would be clean. It's God's will that you would be set apart unto him. In verse 7 of that same chapter, the Bible says, For God did not call us to be unclean, but to live a holy life, a holy life. We should be living a holy life because God, He requires it of us. It's a requirement for God's people to live a holy life. You see, living a holy life 
means that our behavior and our conduct and our lifestyle it's, it's going to be sanctified. And like I said, that just means that everything's going to be set apart unto God. That we're going to be separated from the ways of the world. We're not going to continue down the way we used to go, going after the things of the world. Now we're on the way uh, to holiness, pursuing after God's way. So we can live a pure life, a righteous life. So we can be used for the glory of God. Hallelujah. God wants to use us for his glory. Living a holy life. It's about worshiping and showing reverence to God. In Romans 12, 1, it says that we are to offer our bodies as, as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is our spiritual act of worship. Listen to me. We pursue a life of holiness because God is God's character. We pursue a life of holiness because God commands it. We pursue a, li a life of holiness because it's worship unto God and it's pleasing unto God. How many of you want to worship and please God? Amen. Then we should be on this road, this, this pursuit in life of holiness because God requires it. We pursue holiness because God requires it and we pursue holiness because of the return of Christ. Listen to me, church. Peter said here in verse 13 of the passages I just shared with you, he says, we must pursue holiness because one day Jesus is going to be revealed. In other words, one day Jesus is going to come back. And because we know he's coming back, we should be living a holy life. We should be pursuing, pursuing after holiness. Peter said that Christ could come back at any moment. And because he could come back at any time, we should live a holy and a godly life. Peter says, listen, as you look forward to that day, what day was that? When you look forward to that day, when Jesus Christ is going to return back here for his church, you need to do everything you can. He says in the Bible, make every effort you can. Make every effort you can. Do everything you can to be found spotless and to be found blameless. You know why? be a day that Jesus comes back and he's coming back for his church to bride and she's going to be a pure bride without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. He's coming back for a holy church and that should inspire all of us to pursue a life of holiness knowing that Jesus is coming back. Listen to me church, we need to get serious about holiness because Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. Can you imagine him coming back and there you are and, 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 and there you are plugged into the computer watching what you've been watching on the computer or the TV or, or using the vulgar language or find you there and you're still participating in alcohol and drugs or whatever sin it may be. Listen to me. He's coming back. And the word for us today is that we should pursue a life of holiness. Because we know that one day he's coming back. Jesus said, surely I'm coming soon. Perhaps the day could be the day. Perhaps the day could be the day that he's going to come back. Lord, help us to be sanctified, to be holy people, pursuing after holiness because we know Jesus is coming back. We pursue holiness because we know he's going to return. We pursue holiness because it reflects Jesus Christ. Because it reflects Jesus Christ. Listen, I can't think of anyone in the, that this world needs to see right now except Jesus Christ himself. That's who the world needs to see right now. Can I get an amen? The world needs to see Jesus right now more than anything. Listen, they don't need to see your, your, your opinion on social media and Facebook. They don't need to see that. 
They, they don't need to see your, your political view and where you stand at all, all over Facebook and all that kind of stuff. You know what the world needs to see more than anything? They need to see the church, a holy church, reflecting Jesus Christ. That's what the world needs to see. People need to see a holy church reflecting Jesus. And when we pursue after this holiness, what we're doing is we're pursuing, we're pursuing after the one who was the source of holiness, and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who sanctifies us. Jesus is the one who makes us holy. Hebrews 10.10 says that we've been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. My favorite scripture, one of my favorite scriptures is Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ that I no longer live, but it's Christ who lives in me. The great A.W. Tozer said these words about holiness. He says, holiness as taught in the scriptures is not based upon knowledge on our part. Rather, it's based upon the resurrected Christ dwelling in us and changing us into his likeness. Holiness is about having Jesus in you, living through you, and changing you to become more like him every day. Here's the, here's the question for you. Are you becoming more like Jesus every day? Are you becoming more Christ-like each day? If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, friend, we should, be being, we should be conformed more and more every day to the image of Jesus Christ. How many of you want to be that way? You want to be conformed to his image? I want to be like, I want to be like Jesus. I want to, listen, I remember that commercial they used to have out about Michael Jordan. I want to be like Mike. I want to be like Mike. I don't want to be like Mike. I want to be like Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. I want to be like Jesus. And it's not always easy to do. We're not perfect. Uh, none of us are, but we have that desire to be like Jesus. I'm not perfect. You can ask my wife. You can ask my son. You can ask my family. You can ask my friends. You can ask the staff here at this church. I'm not perfect, but you know what? I do have a desire in my heart. I have a longing. I want to be a holy man. I want a holy heart. I want to be a holy man that can be used by God. And I hope that's your desire today, that you would want to be more like Jesus and reflect Jesus everywhere you go. How many of you want to reflect him everywhere you go? That should be our daily pursuit. We should have a daily pursuit to become more and more like Jesus Christ. That we would be a reflection of Jesus. Reflecting Jesus at home. Reflecting Jesus at work. Reflecting Jesus at school. Reflecting Jesus at church. Reflecting Jesus in the community. Re hey, reflecting Jesus when you're waiting in line to get gas. Hallelujah. How you doing with that? Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. We should be reflecting Jesus. I want people to look at my life and I want them to look at the lives of the people that come to this church and I want them to be able to see Jesus. I want them to see a reflection of Jesus because we're people that are pursuing after holiness. We're pursuing after holiness. So God help us to be a reflection of Jesus Christ to the world around us. We pursue holiness because it reflects Jesus Christ and we pursue holiness because it, it radiates light to the lost. Listen to what Peter said. Peter says, uh, you're, now, uh, uh, you're now a holy people. Listen, you, you've given your life to Christ. You've put your faith in him. You know that the work of the cross and the blood that he shed, your sins are forgiven. You've been cleansed. You've been made righteous before God. And now you're serving the Lord. You're living for the Lord. You're a Christ follower. And he says, now because of that, you are a holy people. You are a holy people called by God to proclaim him to proclaim him the one who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light aren't you thankful he called you out of darkness and called you into his marvelous light 
Listen, holiness, this pursuit of holiness is about radiating light to a lost world, a lost and dark world. And I don't have to tell anybody in here today or anyone watching online, we all know that our world is growing darker by the day. Amen. But can I tell you something? The scriptures will tell you that the last days will be dark days. I'm just here to tell you the truth. The last days are going to be dark days. And we've already seen things happening now. There's already a flood of rebellion going on in our land today. There's already a flood of perversion going on by the ungodly today. There's a darkness going on, friend. And it's going to continue to intensify. And it's going to be, I'm telling you, mark my words, it's going to continue to be paraded out in front of us. It's going to be endorsed. It's going to be encouraged. It's going to be accepted we already see it right now happening in our schools while the darkness is trying to move in and confuse the identity and the gender of the children in our nation today we see it taking place right now it's crept into our schools it's crept into our communities it's crept into our culture and sadly it's even crept into our churches today it's already here it's already here. The flood of rebellion, the flood of darkness is already here. We've already seen things like we've never seen before. I've heard conversations over the last few months of people saying, you know, I never thought that we would ever be having these conversations. I never thought that we would be voting as a nation on some of the things that we're voting on. I never thought that we would see where we are today. You know what? We need people today in a culture that's growing darker by the day. We need people of God who are hungry for holiness we need people hungry for holiness we need people that are pursuing holiness we need people of God who are radiating God's light to lost people listen you're never going to outwind them in an argument or outwind the lost in a fight all you can do is pursue holiness and let your life be a radiant light to those around you How in the world can the church be a radiant light? I ask this question. If we're participating in the same wickedness and dark deeds of the ungodly. Hello? Mayday, mayday. Anybody home? How in the world is the church going to influence and impact the world around us if we're living just like the world? Barna survey. Tragic, tragic information. Survey church versus unchurched on items such as these. The, sur the survey shows very little difference in the behavior of church people and unchurched people when it comes to lying, cheating, stealing, drugs, alcohol, sex outside of marriage. How sad! How sad and tragic to see how the church has become so carnal. God's people, it just seems to me that God's people seem to be pursuing the ways of the world instead of the ways to holiness. Tragic when the church looks no different than the world. Where is the pursuit of holiness? Where, where, is, the, where is the desire of holiness? Where is that longing to be a holy man, a holy woman, a holy young man, a holy young woman? Where is the hunger to be holy in an unholy world? Where is it? 
we wonder, we wonder, I wonder, we all wonder why, why we don't have any impact amongst our community and in our, our families, why we've lost our witness for Christ. Could it be that we're not pursuing a life of holiness? How in the world will we ever be radiant lights if we're pursuing after the evil and the wicked things of this world? When the word says, therefore come out from them and be separate, says the Lord, touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. You got my car ready. Holiness, holiness matters if you're going to be a radiant light for a lost world. Holiness matters, friend. We have to pursue this life of holiness so we can become radiant lights. And and how are we going to respond to this call, this, this requirement from God? Let me tell you how most people respond to it. This is where we all get messed up right here and and I hope we can just have some clarity. Most people respond to this desire that God, this demand that God has given to us to be holy. We we, we respond by trying harder. We we try to be holy on our own strength. We try to be holy in our own power. I'm I'm saying this from my own personal experience. I'm going to do better. I'm going to try harder. I'm going to give it all I got because I want to be holy. I'm going to make promise after promise and then guess what? You break them you break them over and you break them over and over again. I'm never going to do that again. Paul says, I got a desire to do what is good, but I can't carry it out. Promise and then he fails. Promise and then he fails. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And here's what happens, man. The, the, the devil will come in. He sees all that going on. He sees all the self-effort. He sees all the attempt to self-righteousness. And the devil will come in and he will pounce on you and he will discourage you and he will try to disappoint you to the place where you know what? I'm trying to do it on my own. I can't do it at all now. There's no way God could use me. And what happens is you end up just giving up, period. You give up, period. I got a news flash for you today. You will never be holy trying to do it on your own. You will never be holy trying to uh, work up enough willpower, enough manpower, enough of your self-strength to carry out this thing of pursuing holiness. It'll never happen. Here's the illustration I like to give. Holy, listen, trying to be holy on your own is like riding a merry-go-round. You get on that merry-go-round right here and you go up and you go down. You go up and you go down. You go up and you go down. You come all the way back around going up and down and you get off and you haven't gone nowhere. And that's just like what we do when we try to do things on our own. We make a promise and we break it. We make a promise and we break it. We make a promise and we break it. We make a promise and we break it and we get off and we've gone nowhere. There's no victory. There's no change. There's no transformation in our life. God help us today. Here's the best way to respond. It's not in your own strength, but here's how you respond. The only way that you can pursue a life of holiness is first just admit that you can't do it on your own. Just admit that you can't do it on your own. Surrender to Jesus by faith. Listen, he's the one that promises to make you holy. He makes you holy and he's made a way to holiness through the work of the cross and through the blood he shed. Peter said in that verse I read to you, he said, it's not by silver and gold that you're redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers. No, it's through the blood of Jesus Christ who was the lamb who was perfect without defect, who was blameless. Hallelujah. It's the blood of Jesus Christ that makes us holy. And we have to surrender to Jesus Christ. 
Because of the blood, you're no longer a slave to the devil. Hallelujah. Some of you need to go ahead and put your foot right on down on the devil and say, no more, no more. The cross, the blood, the victory's already been won. No, I'm not going to go back to that old way of life. No, I've got victory today. Hallelujah. Because of the cross, you're no longer a slave to the devil. You're no longer a slave to evil. You're no longer a slave to the power of sin. What we have to do is we have to look to Jesus, look to Jesus, look to the cross and surrender to him because the Bible says that apart from Christ that we can do nothing. You need to go to the one who can sanctify you. Go to him and confess your sin. Confess your sin. Confess your sin to him. He's the one that can cleanse you from sin and keep you from sin. And while you're there with him, you just submit your life and you surrender to him. You humble yourself before the Lord. You deny yourself and you take up your cross and you ask the Lord to crucify that old man inside of you. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away and behold, the new has come. He says the old has passed away. That means that it's dead. That means that it's gone. That means it no longer exists. That means now there's a new man that rises up. There's a new woman that rises up. There's a new boy that rises up. There's a new girl that rises up. And they're rising up in the holiness of God. And they become new creatures in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus is the only way. He's the only one that can cleanse you from sin and keep you from sin. He'll keep you from sin. Would you please hear me? The Bible says he'll keep you faultless. He'll keep you from sin. If you'll just surrender to him daily and submit your life to him, he will keep you from it. He'll take away that rebellion that you have in your life that wants to go back to sin. Yeah, listen, the ability, the ability to sin will still be there, but Jesus will take away the desire for you to rebel against him, and yet the temptations will be there, the sin's still all around us, but you know what? You'll have Christ living in you, and you won't fall back to the old ways of the world. You'll walk in the way of holiness, surrender to him every day of your life. Hallelujah. He can do it. Jesus is the one that does that for us. We have victory in him. And I just encourage you to let him take over. It's like Reinhard Bonnke said, the great preacher, talking about the devil knocking on the door of your life. When you answer the door, tell him he's not welcomed here anymore. Friend, you need to tell him that Jesus Christ lives here now. He has no place in your life anymore. And it's all through the work of the cross. And we praise God for Jesus and what he's done for us to sanctify us and to cleanse us and to make us holy you'll never do it on your own listen you can't write a list of do's and don'ts and I'll do this and I won't do that and you'll go crazy it'll be the merry-go-round of your life and you'll work up nothing but self-righteousness that's all you'll work up and it'll all be in vain you need to surrender your life to Jesus Christ today Submit your life to him. Let him crucify that old man inside of you and, uh, and, and let him fill you with his love and his holiness and his power and he'll help you have victory and freedom over your life. Hallelujah. Friend, listen to me. Confess your sins to him. Let him cleanse you from them and let him keep you from those sins. You live a life pursuing after holiness. If someone will come and play, Turner, if you will. If you don't, I'm going to keep going. Can I just encourage you this morning that holiness starts on the inside? It starts on the inside right here with the Lord. 
You remember what Jesus said in Matthew 23, 26? He was talking to the blind Pharisees and he said to them, first clean the inside of the cup and dish and then the outside also will be clean. Listen, you can look as clean as you want to on the outside, but holiness starts on the inside. It starts on the inside by inviting Jesus Christ into your life to be your Lord and to be your Savior, to be your sanctifier. If you're going to reflect Jesus Christ, friend, on the outside, there has to be an inside work. And I wonder if that work's been done in you today. Has there been an inside work done in your life where the Lord has saved you and cleansed you and began to sanctify you, to make you holy so you'll pursue after holiness? I want to leave you with this verse here and then we're going to pray. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Friend, let me just encourage you. Whatever it is, you just confess it to Christ and He is faithful and He will forgive you and He will purify you from all unrighteousness. He is the one that will make you holy. God requires it. And Jesus is coming back and we want to be a holy church ready for Him. And we want to be a reflection of Jesus Christ. And we want to be radiant light to the lost around us. I want to be a radiant reflector. How about you? Does it mean you're going to be perfect, holier than thou and all that kind of... No, it just means that you have such a love and a passion for God that you're just seeking Him with all of your heart and you're letting Him have complete control over you and you're just separated and set apart from the things of the world now. And everything you look toward is nothing but Christ-centered to live for Him and to glorify Him with your life. He'll help you do that. Would you stand with me, please? Hallelujah. My heart is for everyone in this place that your life would be marked by holiness. My life would be marked by holiness, set apart unto God. This is how I feel like we need to pray. This is what I was asking the Lord this morning. Lord, how would you want to work today in this altar time? There's people here that are struggling. I know people that are on the merry-go-round now. I'm just telling you, friend, if that's the way you're trying to live your Christian life and live a holy life, you need to get off the merry-go-round today because it will drive you insane. It will drive you crazy. You can never work it up in your own strength. I'm just telling you that. Let Christ be the one to sanctify you and cleanse you and set you free and give you the victory that you need today. Whatever it may be that you're struggling with, I know the Lord says, I want to give victory today and I want to give people freedom today that they no longer have to keep trying to do it in their own strength, but now they can have a freedom, a freedom, a freedom, freedom. No more chains, no more bondage, no more just self-effort. It's done with. It's done with. And I'm going to give them freedom today. And I'm praying that there's going to be radiant reflectors of Christ that long to be holy. How many of you long to be holy today? Would you just continue to hold your hands out right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. Lord, you know it's not easy, God. You know the struggle I've had personally, God, just to even prepare for this. But God, your word will never return void. And God, I know it's your heart, God, that you love your people and that you want to help your people. <laughs> and Lord, there's people here that are struggling right now, God, and they need victory right now. They need victory over whatever it is that's causing them to continue to sin. 
the victory of just trying to try harder and make promises and continue to break them. Lord, help them right now, God, to have victory over that approach, God, to being holy. And may they just admit right now that they can never do it on their own. That apart from you, Christ, I can do nothing. So, Lord, here we are. We surrender to you, God. We submit to you. We deny ourselves and we take up our cross. And, God, we ask you to crucify this this old man inside of us that the old would pass away. And that right now, God, we would rise up new, new, God, new men, new women, God, that are hungry for holiness. God, I pray for freedom to come to people that have been in bondage for so long. God, free them right now, God. Free them right now. Help them have the courage, God, to step out and trust you, God. And Lord, we're asking you to make us radiant reflectors of your glory. As we long for holiness, God, it's our desire today, God, to just walk in your ways, which is the way of holiness. So Lord, sanctify us. Come on, right there where you are, church, just begin to pray. Lord, help me, sanctify me, sanctify me. Give me victory over this sin. Give me victory over this struggle. Give me victory, God, over this situation. God, I need it right now. God, make me holy, make me holy. You're coming back for a holy church, and I want to be, in that. I want to be a part of that church, God. I want to be ready, God. Lord, right now, cleanse me, cleanse me, God. Wash me. It's your blood, Jesus. I put my faith in your blood that redeems us from the empty way of life. And God, I pray right now, Lord, that there would be a desire in every heart here. Make us holy, make us holy, make us holy, make us holy. Make me holy. Set me apart for your glory. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Nobody look at me.